Okay, so we are going to talk about a mysterious woman in Tanakh um, known as Devora Meinekes Rivka. Her name comes up one time in the Torah. We'll see that maybe she, maybe she makes an appearance more than one time. Um, that's a machlokas, but the real question, obviously, for us usually is, so what? Um, but, well, let's just read, and then we'll, I'll stop with the introductions. Let's just read. <laughs> Sorry, I get that I do that sometimes. <laughs> Says the Torah, um, we've, ta- we've talked about, you know, Yaakov and Esau meeting up along the time, so like, this is our, a different story, which is nice. <laughs> So he says to him, Hashem's like, okay, at the end of last week's parsha, Hashem says to Yaakov, enough, no more sheep, time to come home, right? She sends, he sends, sends him home, and that's why Yaakov decides to get up. He goes, he meets with his wives, he says, what do you think? They say, yeah, yeah, we're, we're ready to get out of here. And they start to head towards Eretz Yisrael. And now Hashem comes to him and says, okay, go, 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 go now to base El, right? Where's, where's base El? What is that place known as base El? Where do we know it from before? And Yaakov has a dream, right? He calls that place Base El. Okay. Right? Right? But he calls that place Base El. So Hashem says to him, Go to Base El, and make a Mizbeach there, to the God who, it's a funny thing to say about himself, he's talking about himself, to the God who, who reveals himself to you, who revealed himself where? Meaning, remember when you were running away from Esau and you had a dream and then you said, if you're with me, I'll, I'll give you, you know, he, he made him a promise. Actually, Yaak, Hashem makes Yaakov a promise there, right? And Yaakov makes a promise back. If you're going to stay with me, I'm going to give, he actually the first one to say, like, I'll give you my sir of everything that I get, etc. So he says, you made me a promise. So now, now, you're, now that you're on your way back, make sure to stop there and make him his back. So Yaakov tells, us, tells the Chavra, the family, Get rid of all the Avodah Zarah that you're holding on to. And now get ready to uh, get, you know, prepare to meet up with Hashem. I think it's a fascinating, like it's a fascinating comment there, just by the way, right? Get rid of all your Avodah Zarah. Like some, like... It was okay to okay. have it, but now we're leaving. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> they, had, they all had a bazaar? Like, what are you talking about? Like, okay, fine. So that's like maybe a whole different shayla. But maybe, maybe the answer is a little chuva time, a little chuva time, right? That's time to prepare ourselves. We all get caught up in things that we shouldn't be caught up in, and even they did. And let's go to thank Hashem. Let's go to the place where Hashem met me and said he was going to help me, and then he did. So now we can like really say thank you. They handed them all over. And also their earrings. Okay. And he buries it under some tree somewhere. Interesting, Shechem, because there's going to be, right, things are going to happen in Shechem later. And they, uh, again, they like, there's this thing, let's not get into this, this, this piece right now, but the bottom line, but bottom line is, he arrives in, remember our favorite place, Luz, right, in that town, right, which is, Asher Be'ez Kanan, Asher Be'ez Kanan, he, who, sorry, which is And basically saying, right, that's what he, that's what he did. He named 
Luz was the name of the place, and he named it Base El. So he basically goes back to Luz. That's the point. Fine. Which one point for the Rashbam, remember from last week, who said that he was just in a place called Luz when he had that dream. Fine. So he builds a Mizbech. Again, reminding us again why he went there at the same place. And now what happens? And now, who dies? Devorah, the wet nurse of Rivka. And they buried her. At the underneath base I don't know what that means exactly. Takas alone under a tree. And they called that tree the tree of crying. And I didn't bring the rest of the, the, the next story, but the next story is they say get up to go. And they leave. And they go somewhere else. So, okay. It's a really nice, interesting detail here. But the question begs itself is, who, who is this? Who is this woman? We never heard about her before. She dies. She, they're so sad that she dies that first of all, we mentioned that she gets buried. And then we mentioned that they name, name a tree after her. And the name of the tree is the tree of crying. This is like very sad. right? This is clearly a very sad moment. I think I'm correct in stating that Yaakov had a lot of people with him. He didn't just have his family right, and his children, but he had, they have servants and slaves. And that's part of like what it means that you're a wealthy person in those days. You have all these people, this entourage that goes with you. Probably some of those people, at some point, they die. Right? That's, that's part of life. Um, we, we don't have a story of any other... By the way, when, when, when Eliezer died, you know, we, we don't know that Eliezer... Evid Avram, we don't ever find out that he, that he passes away. We don't know about it. It's not mentioned. For sure he does. I don't know where he goes after... You know, does he die before Avram, after Avram? We don't know. No one tells us about it. Um, you know, Yitzchak and Rivka, probably... We don't know if they had slaves or not. We actually saw in Ibn Ezra a number of years ago that, that Yaakov and Rivka, Yaakov and Rivka, were, actually, Yitzchak and Rivka were, were poor. Right? Some argue that, he, that even Ezra has this whole story that he thinks that they were poor. But... But it's not surprising that Yaakov would have, have servants and slaves and they might die. And we're not told about any of that about them. And somehow we're told about it here. Fine. So before we see answers, which we will get to, any thoughts like why this would be included and what this has to do with the story that we're being told? Or I don't know. It is placed in a specific context. What do you think? The whole thing that you just read is like chalked with like a billion questions. Yeah. So, I mean, nowhere else in the Torah is someone buried under a tree. So it's just very... It's not a coincidence that four psukim before they're burying the idol or like the idols. Oh, the idols under a tree. Yeah. How is like how right. can you not see like there must be okay connected? Good. There so there's some connection maybe between these the idols being buried, something about like remembering your values or something, and the and the burial of this woman. Okay. Burying something of the past, you know, something that we're gonna have to leave behind. Leave behind. Okay. Yaakov has this whole journey, right? Like to wrestle with. Before he meets Esau, he has to wrestle with the, with the angel, mm-hmm. you know, and he has to be heard. And, like, he's more so than Avram and Yitzhak, Yaakov is really, like, changing, you know, to go from Yaakov to Yitzhak. He does. He changes the most of all the Avos. And we also see a more full trajectory of his life than any of them. Yaakov, right. we, Avram, we don't meet till he's 75. Right. right. Yaakov, we see from the time he's born to the moment that he dies. We see his whole life. Yitzhak, we see his whole life, but he basically gets one parsha. And you don't even know that much about him. Um, and most of what he does is what his father does. But Yaakov goes to... And we don't see like this big transition necessarily in his life. Yaakov, we see a lot of transition, right? The, the, the stealing and the, and the trickery and, tell, and the, hard, the hard stuff and his children. All, like, there's a lot more that goes on for him, correct? 
Um, and this is a trans- transition period in his life also. He spent 20 years in Haran, and now he's transitioning back to Eretz Yisrael, and somehow that's also the moment that this woman dies. Right, this Devar Menekas Rivka. We don't know who she is, but yeah, she's, and she's also, how else do we know that she's sort of like a past, or seems like a past person? She's her wet nurse. She's, she's his mother's, mother's nurse. Yeah. Why right? is she even with them? <laughs> What's she doing here? How old is she? How old? No. How old is she? Right? Yaakov is now, uh, how old is Yaakov now? He spent 20 years there. He's... He's, yeah, he's like probably like close to 60, I think. I think we know that. Um, so he, he's not so young, right? And if he's not so young, then his mother's really not so young. In which case, her nurse, who was at least 20, 20 years older than her, or I don't know, at least, I hope, like something like that, right? Is like, we're talking a very old person. Where did she come from, right? Um, why was she there? Why was she there, right? Why was she there? What like what are we what are, like what is happening in this story and and she's clearly connected to Rivka. He hasn't seen Rivka for twenty years, right? Hi, how are you? So Don't be sorry. Come, come on. No. Don't be sorry. Perfect. Um, so like, sure. where like what is she doing here? Do we right? literally mean Mainekhet of Rivka, or was she the Mainekhet that worked for Rivka and was the Mainekhet? Okay, right. so we can cut, a fair question. cut like a generation off of that. that right. Yeah. Manek, right, we usually say Mainekhet Rivka right. means the nursemaid of Rivka. That's usually how we translate it. Right. But does it have to be? Right. Could it be the Mainekhet who worked for Rivka, which was with, with Yaakov when he was a child? Right. Or That's possible. Off, and then maybe the Torah is saying you have to show her respect even if the, she was the Mainekhet. Mainekhet of Esau? Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. I think, I think the language of Mainekhet, the other means. example that we have of Mainekhet in the, in, the, in the Torah is for, um, is when... Um, Yocheved, right? Moshe's mother acts as a, as a wet nurse for her own son, right? So I, we have to check the Torah there, but I'm pretty sure that she becomes, great to see you. We just started. We just started. So that, that she works as... <laughs> we're so happy that you're here. So, um, so we, just, we just finished the first source, and we're just talking about the fact that the Torah talks about the Devorah, who's the wet nurse of Rivka, and that she passes away, and they bury her, and some reason we're making a big deal about this, and we don't know why. So, so yeah, so, so good. So, what's she doing here? How'd she get there? Why is she relevant? In what way? Why are they crying about her? Why do we make this special memorial to her? And why, and more, probably most, the biggest question, why does the Torah care? Why does her mention it? Right, what, 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 do we, what do we have here? What's your, okay, good. You want to look? You can look. You can look. You can okay, good. Okay, so I, I, yeah. And we're also talking oh, I'm sorry, yeah. again about Luz and Beidel. Like, really <laughs> Luz and Beidel. You know and it was, you're right. And, and it was renamed. So why are we referring right. to it now as Luz again? Right. Why aren't we No, but so, why are we referring to Luz again? Why, yeah, why don't we call it? That's his real name. Beidel was Like, it's not like, it's not like Yaakov, like, came to the yeah. people of Luz and was like, I hear by proclaim that the name of your town has changed. Right? That, that, that was the name. It still says, Welcome to Luz. But he, he calls it Basel for him. 
It's like, you know, like, he didn't like make a proclamation and he like, you know, he came the Jews again, taking over the city. You know, he didn't take over the, 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 the Board of Education in the city. You know what I mean? Like he, right. he, he, yeah. he, That was his name for That was his name for it. That was his nickname. Okay, That's what he called Torah it. Is Yaakov's you know, world. No, but so they want us to know what it is and where it is. But and, we know. You know like, we know Beitel is yeah. what used to be right. Okay. Um, there's there's other Beitels too. Kind of, I think. Are there? Earlier, like Avraham said a bit. Oh, whatever. Maybe. Maybe. So Beitel might be a, be a, yeah, it's a good question. Like, something, yeah. Yeah, like my, like my nephews might be, might try to figure out what Yeshiva didn't go to. So he might go to Beitel. I don't know. Beitel and Luz? I don't know. That, like, you know, like, don't wear shoes a lot in Beitel, I think. So, but fine. But okay, fine. So, so let's get going here. So this, the first step is to realize that it may not be totally true that we don't know, hear about her before. Okay, go to source number two. You guys have numbers, right? I don't have numbers, yeah. but yeah. 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 So source number two, go back to Parshish Chayesara. You don't have to go anywhere. It's on your page. Parshish Chayesara, okay? Parshish Chayesara, when they're getting ready to, 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 you know, Eliezer is really, the Eved is trying very hard to get Rivka to come. Right, so they're trying to say, well, maybe let's wait until she gets a little bit older. And he's like, clever, like, let's not do this. Do not make me wait, he says. We have, we have signs, you know, you know the whole thing. I said, if she can come drink when they, and, bring, and bring for the camels, it, it's all Hashem. Right? And, and even Lavan and Basul said, Hashem davar. Like, they, they, they themselves recognized that Hashem had set this up. Let me go already. They said, let's ask her if she wants to go. Do you want to go? She said, yeah, I'll go. And what, who do they send? They sent Rivka, their sister, and her nurse. Okay, so could you argue this is a different person? You could, but this is the second menikta. Right, that is meinekes shela. Right, then it's basically the same exact way as referring to her as the meinekes of Rivka. It doesn't say Devora, right? But it was her. It was her meinekes, unless she had two, which would probably be surprising. I don't know. I don't know how it worked in those days, but I surprised. That would be surprising to me, right? So presumably, this is the same person, which cancels out the possibility of it being the meinekes that worked right. for Rivka, right? In which case. Now we're talking about a, a, a woman who is very advanced in age, right? Because she's, she's way older than Rivka even. And Rivka already is, you know, well over 100 probably. And she's like, oh, she's way, you know, we're talking about way, you know? And she's, uh, so like, so it, and it just raises more questions about how she got there, what's she doing there? Because clearly she went with Rivka when they went to go meet Yitzchak. In which case, she stayed there, she was living with them. How does this work? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What does it say about your chavah? No, You're checking it out. You're fine. Okay, fine. People live old, right? It should be in Shemos. It should be in Shemos. I think your nanny is your nanny. She was the nanny, and then Yaakov went away. So Rivka's worried. She stays. Ah, yeah. Okay, okay. So let's see. Why is that so crazy? It's not so crazy. Yeah. This kind of sounds like you know, the staff that first started in Ghanada and then went to... Well, that's like, like Sarah, like Sarah uh, Bas Asher. Yeah. Right? Like Asher's daughter, Sarah, who they say that Sarah, yeah. who like, she goes, she's the one who goes back and tells Yaakov that, uh, 
that Yosef is alive, and then she's there at the Tzitzit Yisrael. Sarah keeps showing up again, right? Yeah, people like that, right? She's pretty. She is probably older. Sarah was not sure, but, but she could be what, like one hundred and twenty, which isn't so insane. Uh, yeah, right. Not correct. Maybe she's. Uh, yeah, we have to look at the numbers, but could be pretty old. She could be pretty old because remember, you know, Rivka. I mean, you have to assume. Even if you assume Rivka was three years old when she got married, when she got married, she's not until she's twenty-three at least till she has has a child. They're much older already, you know. So, so takes a while. But okay, you're right. She doesn't be so. She would be past hundred probably. Okay, but let's see what Rashi says. And we're going to see a few different approaches to this. Rashi says as follows: says Rashi. Same question we're asking. What is she doing here? Rivka had said to Yaakov, what did she tell him when she was sending him away? Okay, we didn't study this story. When it's after Esau threatens to kill Yaakov, which by the way, he never says out loud. He says in his head and Rivka hears because she has Nevuah, right? But she, but she finds out. She knows her kids. She knows, she knows her kids. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to kill you. <laughs> We actually, we actually probably all know that look, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so that's a good point. She doesn't mean the boy, she says it's a mother. Uh, so, but, but, but he says, right? He says in his in Billy Bo, I'm going to kill him. So she says, get out of here. And she sends him to Haran, but she says, I'm going to send for you later. I want you to come back. Okay? So what does that mean? Says Rashi, this is it. So what did he do? Shalcha Devora. Who did she send? She said, Devorah, Etzlo, Lifadana Ram, Latsebisham, Umesa Baderch. So, what did she do? She sent Devorah to get him. And then she's coming with him on the way back, and she dies on the way back. Okay. What's like, it's a, it's a, a what's Rashi trying, Rabbi Moshe Hadashan, Limatia. He goes, I learned it from Rabbi Moshe Hadashan. Fine. But what question does this answer for? What's she doing there? But, but, Originally, Rivka thought it was going to be a very short time. When she sent him, she's like, you'll go there for like a little while, right? She didn't know about the seven years and the seven right. years so and the six years. Why is she years and there's 20 years later? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's what it sounds like. Right. Well, we don't know exactly when she sent her. Okay. Sent her. So she but she did her. send her. She could have okay. sent him earlier. Okay. Sent her earlier and she didn't come okay. back yet. But you're right. But she still, but she didn't send her. There's another problem. It's not the most. not the best person to send on this job, right? Like the Medrash tells us, right? When when Yaakov running away from Esav, and Esav wants, I mean, it's a little different. He wants someone to kill it. He wants to kill Yaakov, so he sends his son, right, Eliphaz, to go kill. It. So he sends a young person to, right, to, right. So if you're trying to send a messenger, there are probably better, you know, more suited people. I mean, that's so respectful to her to send her so far on this long journey. And, and the best proof is. She, she dies on the way back. So, like, it's not such a, not such a smart, the smartest person to send. So let's hold on to that question, though, because we're going to have to find an answer to that. But, but nevertheless, the Medrash is still telling us that, he, that she was the one who was sent. Okay. Um, and, like, and keep going here. Um, Rashi just points out, she, they, they bury her at the, at the foot of the mountain. That's the point. I mean, underneath Beit El. What does that mean? Under the mountain of Beit El. Tachas Halon. Right under the under the tree. So look where it's look what it's uh, where it's underlined. Vagada baser shamba evil sheni. Why do they call this place alone bachut? Because there was a second thing that Yaakov was crying about. What's that? Shugadlo al imo shemesa. He found out there that his mother had died. Right? Who told him? Maybe Devorah told him. 
right? But that's, but that's what happens at that moment. It's not just that Devorah dies. It's that really this is, you know, referencing the death of Rivka. I mean, Nekis Rivka, right? So there, there's, a, there's a real reference here to Rivka. But if that's true, but the, the question is, um, right, so if alone is in, Yavani is uh, in uh, Greek, right? Yavan, right? So what, what in Greek it means, like alone like, bachud means like a different, a different crying. Okay. But the question is, if that's true, why not just? It's like a big deal that Rivka died. Why call, why talk about Menekes Rivka? Men, men, right, talk, we're talking about her, the nursemaid, and we make this whole big deal that she dies really because Rivka died? So just tell us that Rivka died. So what's the answer? And this is because they hid the day that she died. Why? They didn't want to publicize Rivka's death because when they would give eulogies, about it, if they post on, on Twitter about that uh, Rivka died, so people are going to start, you know, trolling, right? Ah, oh, this is the mother of that guy, Asa, that terrible, horrible Russia, right? And so if they publicized her, her, her death, it would lead to so many people attacking, so they didn't want to say it. So they just kind of like covered up with the death of Menekes Rivka. Okay, you can like that or not like it so much. You don't have to like it so much. That's okay. That's fine. We have other answers. But that's what, so that's two shots of my writing Rashi. So Rashi number one is, well, the first part of it at least is, why, why is she there? She's there because she was the one who was sent to, to get him. Fine. Why do we make an emphasis on her death? Nothing about her. It's really referencing the death of, her, of, her, of his mother. Fine. Which, but, which we don't. Otherwise, see. Which we don't otherwise see. And that's, that's the Sitzit Chacham. Look at the next, the next line. The Sitzit Chachamim, who's always, the Sitzit Chachamim is a perish on Rashi. Right? So he's, the the Sitzit Chacham is explaining always what's Rashi getting at, where does he get that from, where is that, right? So they say like this. The Keva, why, why, why would Rashi say that this is the death of Rivka? Why? Who, 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 just because it's Menekes Rivka? It has nothing to do with Rivka. The Keva in the Kodomachin Lo Mesa, she hadn't died yet. Shabbat Shachal Devorah Etzlo, she had actually sent Devorah to him. When he gets home, finally gets back, the Torah says he arrives at base Aviv. What about Yitzchak Verifka? It doesn't say that. Mr. and Mrs., you know, name of the husband. Right. It's the, the house of his father. You're right, and, that, and that's fine. And you could leave it like that and just say, there's nothing to learn from that, right? That's just standard practice saying he got back to his father's house, which means his father and his mother. But the point is that the measure is picking up on this thing. Well, maybe that's, again, another, another... And also, by the way, we hear about Avram's death. We hear about Sarah's death. We hear about Rachel's death, death right? Also, Leah, I think we are told about... I think we're talking about Leah's death also. Um, the only person whose death is, is missing... Right, is Rivka. We never hear about her death. Right, so it's a little fishier. Right? There's a little more room, at least, mm-hmm. to, to make this be referencing her death. It just seems like a lot of cartwheels to, yeah. to make a point. It's a lot of cartwheels. It's just, yeah, it's just yeah. a lot of... Uh, We're not going to end on this one. But, but, it's not, but it, again, but it's not, a, it's not a, as always, it's not out of thin air. It's not out of nowhere. Right, it's from all these pieces that we don't ever hear about it. What's this person doing here? Why are they crying so much? Right, all, all, when he comes back to the house, it just says his father's name. All those things together 
make Chazal say, hmm, there's maybe something missing here. And maybe that means that she died there. But then you have to figure out, so why not mention her? And the answer is, oh, because we're not nervous about people going to curse her because she's the father of Yosef. Okay, the mother of Yosef. Fine. The Ramban has a different shot. Ramban in source number five says differently. Well, something's different. He writes like this. He, there's a much longer piece in this Ramban, but, but he explains a different reason. He says, Why was Devorah with Yaakov? After she came to Rivka, she went home. Okay, so the Ramban argues that Devorah Menekes Rivka went with Rivka to Eretz Yisrael when it was time to marry Yitzchak. And then at some point, you don't need your wet nurse anymore. You grow up, you become an adult. And she went back home to her family. She didn't stay forever. Right? She knew, Rivka's 60 years old. Her wet nurse is not hanging out with her anymore. She's, she's already gone home for a while to her own family. Where's her house? Charan. That's the same place, right? That's where Rivka grew up. So when Yaakov runs to Haran, who does he meet there? He meets Rivka's, he meets this woman. He's so, right? Think about his, his, how he responds when he meets Rachel for the first time. He cries and cries and cries. And he's like, so right? a lot of emotion probably is, yeah, so the Chazal tell us because he knew the base of Midian should be destroyed. Okay. But the, the simple shot is he's crying because he's finally seeing family and he feels comforted by family, right? So certainly to be able to meet up with Devorah Menekes Rivka was a very powerful thing for him to meet up with this woman who had raised his mother, right? And we also don't even find within the story of Rivka even being sent to Yitzchak originally, we don't have anything about her mother there, right? She's with Lavan and Basuo. She doesn't even have a mom there. And so maybe this woman is like, really like, was like her mom more. And so he goes back now, he meets like, sort of like his like other grandmother, like, you know, sort of like his grandmother. And that's a very, you know, a connection for him. So she's with him. That's, she, and why? Because she went home and he, and he meets her. Right? And now, now she goes with Yaakov, you know, to, to, to see. Oh, or that's one possibility. So one, so one possibility how she got there is she didn't travel as a 115-year-old woman back to Haran. She traveled back to Haran 50 years before, 60 years before, and she had been living there and now reunited with him. Uh, and, and now maybe she's coming back with him. She decided to join him around the way back. What's also possible? So I mentioned before, she was the nanny of Rivka and now she's going to be the nanny of her grandchildren. Right, and she's going to stay with him to take care of Yaakov's kids. Uh, so she's in their house, working with them. Right? And then she says, So that's another shot. Maybe this is a different person. When it says before that they sent the Menekes, maybe it wasn't her. Maybe she just stayed, in, stayed by Beislav and Besul the whole time and never came with her originally. And now he just brings her along. Right? She, maybe she remembered her when she was a little kid and she's bringing her along now to, meet, to see her now for the first time. I'm wrong, right? There were people, Chashva <laughs> people had multiple... <laughs> Multiple menekeses. Okay, I can't know what to say. Kirachoku shetiya hazkena hashaliach shetishlach imol Yaakov kidiver v'moshe adashan. Because Rabban says, "Give me a break. You sent the 120 year old lady as the messenger. Can't be right." So he does. He wants to reject that pshat 
instead says maybe she came back when she was younger. Maybe she was. Maybe she, you know, um, maybe she had come back earlier, and or maybe she's a different person. Right? Maybe she's a different person. Fine. All these are cool and make things a little better for us, but they still leave us with the question of like, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Thank you so much to say. Right? Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Okay. So I want to show you a different. A little bit of a different chef. Well, there's a couple more things to get to here, but it's going to take us all to this last two ideas, which is really one idea, sort of. Look at the Targum Yonasan. Targum Yonasan, we don't spend a lot of time on. Targum Yonasan is an uh, Aramaic translation of the Torah. Um, and it's very, very, you know, it's very old. And, re- and look, just look at the first three lines in the Targum Yonasan. Umisa umesas devora pidegogasa derivka. Pidagogasa. What does that word sound like in like English? Pedagogy. Like pedagogy. Meaning she was not her wet nurse, but her... She was the governess. Her teacher. She was her teacher. Yeah, like her go- the governess. Yeah. She was her teacher. And maybe she was her teacher. Okay? Um, I'm going to come back to them in one second, but now look at the Das Kidding Balei Tosos. So would this be a this is his translation of Menekes Rivka. It's a translation. So it's a translation which gives a commentary at the same time. Right? The way you translate right, says something about how you, how you understand the text. So he says she's, that Menekes doesn't necessarily mean her wet nurse, but, or, or maybe it means that it means even more than that. There's a, much, there's a more significant relationship there with Rivka. Okay? Before we go to, that, to, to the Rav, I'll just look at the Dasakanian, which just says a, a totally different shot. But Thomas Devorah, the Chazav will always do this. Name me another person in the, to- in the Tanakh that has a name, Devorah. Devorah Shofetes. Devorah comes in, in Shoftim. That's many, many years later. Many. Right? Where is the place where De- there's a, when Devorah is, is referenced, she's always referenced under as sitting under a tree. Tomer Devorah. She sits under a tree. Okay? Where is Devorah, this woman, buried? Under a tree. Says the Dasakanim, Medrish Kimash Kasov Gabe Devora Hanavia, Vioshevis Tahas Tamar, Tomer Devora, Zehu Alon Bahut Devora Dahak. It's the same tree. It's the same person? They don't say that. They don't say it's the same person. But this is the place where Devora, this very wise teacher of Rivka, is buried. Maybe not a coincidence that Devora, the Shofetis, one of the wisest, most scholarly women in all of Tanakh, is the place where she gives her. Right? Chazal like to do that, make things the same, right? The same staff, the same donkey, the same, right? It's the same, same place. But the Rav takes this much further, and, he, and, it, and you believe it more because he says it, right? It's always helpful when the Rav says something like this, that if I said it, you would, we would laugh. So instead, you would never laugh. But you know what I'm saying? Look, look, you would never laugh, you would never laugh. But the, the Rav says something, and then I have another pshat for you that takes it even a little bit further. So look what the Rav writes. All comes from this... Uh, in this, this uh, very cool Chumash, which I told you about, the Chumash Masoros Harav, which collects all these different ideas from the Rav, all these different Svarim, and they put them all on, on, the, you know, on the Torah itself. And says the Rav as follows. In Devorah, Rebecca's nurse died. Rashi comments that Devorah was the same nurse who accompanied Re- Rebecca when she left her father's house. Rebecca, we know, was a young girl who exhibited extraordinary chesed, as indicated by the incident that took place at the well between Eliezer, Avram's servant, and Rebecca. Rebecca, what can I call her Rivka? Rivka was brought, sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, Rivka was brought up in the house of Besuel and Lavan in a pagan orgiastic society. 
How did she exhibit such great humility and chesed, typical of a daughter of Avraham? Why was she not influenced by her family and society? There must have been an underground community in Haran, preaching Avram's morality. Rivka was part of this underground movement. She studied and absorbed Avram's philosophy and adopted his Weltanschung, right, his worldview, living by his principles of justice and righteousness. Why was the death of an old woman so significant that it was recorded in the Torah? Apparently, Devorah played a major role in shaping the history and destiny of the Jewish people. Devorah's death and the naming of the place where she died was recorded because her life was historically important. Devor was the leader of a moral underground movement. So do we know exactly what Devorah's role was? Not necessarily. But it, it's actually not so crazy because one of the things, in, in Moshe Tzvinaria, who was uh, um, one of the students of Rav Kook, so he has a safer, we, he, and I saw it, I have it in my notes somewhere, but I could not find the, the original text. He takes this even a step further. And he wants to argue that what do we know about Avram and Sarah's life in Haran? Hanefesh Hashesu B'Haran. When they leave, they leave Haran, they leave with all these people, Nefesh Hashesu B'Haran. Like, it could mean just their wealth, but he wasn't such a wealthy person, Avram. Until he, so it doesn't really make sense. Nefesh Hashesu B'Haran is not really, it's not their children, that we know. And it shouldn't really be their slaves and servants because they weren't so wealthy. So w- what is it? So it's not, a, it's not unreasonable to argue these are people who followed them because they were inspired by them, right? But says Ravneria, okay, but is it possible there were people who were inspired by them who didn't decide to pick up their whole life and leave? For sure there were. There were probably more people, right, who decided not to come than decided to come. And those people were left in Haran, right? And it wouldn't be surprising then that when it comes time to find a wife, where does Avram send, send Eliezer? Back to Haran. Why? Because these are the, if you want to have a chance of finding any person, right, who is reasonably associated with my lifestyle, you might find some in Haran, right? My family, etc. But he goes back to a place where there are people who, and does he know that Devorah is there? Maybe not specifically Devorah. But it's not surprising then that Devorah, who's the main necklace, because again, you have to, how do you put all these things together? It's it's so, it it seems hard. not super hard to believe, but it's a little hard to believe that, the, that Rivka just has this like, you know, these amazing midos, etc. I mean, we have people like that who grew up in a house that doesn't, and they do, but the idea that there's somebody there, maybe who was cultivating this, is not so crazy. Did one of your, a few weeks ago, when he went to go find Rivka, didn't, didn't you say that, I forgot one before, I said that, yeah. that when he was asking her, do you have, do you have, Visitors, or do you have people? Right. Said, he was looking for the, the trade. That, right? Yes. That she had that, and they were willing to. She's, yes, come. No. It's exactly the same Mida of Avram. Right. Exactly, exactly. The exact same Mida of Avram. Exactly. So it's not so crazy. So now put this all together. Devorah shouldn't be there. Right? She doesn't belong there. Right? She really travels. As far as the text can tell us, the simple shot is that she go, she travels. With, the, with Rivka back to her house. Good. The simple shot is that she shows up in Haran again. We don't know how that happened, right? And they make such a big deal and they're crying, etc. Tari Yonason tells us she's not just a Meneka, she's a pedagoga. So, whatever, she's a teacher, right? In which case, there's, it's, there's a very nice argument to make, right? That she's the one, again, like Rashi says, she's the one who gets sent to, her, to him to bring him back. And she stays and she hangs out and she starts to raise his children. The whole thing, you know, on the one hand, is, a, is a, still a little bit like, 
fantastical that I could really be true. But otherwise, why is the Torah telling us about it? Right? And so that itself is you know, one of the biggest markers to say that this is, maybe this is true. Maybe there were people, this idea that the only people who were ever impacted by Avraham and by Yitzhak and by Yaakov were just the people in their family is itself almost surprising. No one else, they didn't have impact on anybody else in their interest. They did. And they didn't, because we always say, Hanefetish has Where did all those people go? And the answer is, some of them maintained some allegiance to these teachings, even if they weren't Jewish. They didn't like follow all the way. And that she becomes that, that person who, who, who you know, follows them through all the way, right? All the way until she passes away. And then when she passes away, what happens? They make a big deal. They bury her. They, they cry a lot because she's that person who kind of helped them maintain this misora for all these years. Um, you know, whether, again, whether she went back earlier or she, or she went back at that time. And by, but and by the way, also, if you're Rivka and you want Yaakov to come back, and maybe you're nervous that he's getting caught up in his life in the Kharim, which isn't so surprising because it seems, right, some argue that that's exactly what Hashem was telling Yaakov, right? He starts to dream about sheep. And Hashem says, if you're dreaming about sheep, time to come back. Right? Your dreams have changed. Right? Your dreams were about ladders and, and, and malachim, and now your dreams were about sheep. Uh, from time to head back to Tarot Yisrael. If she wants to send someone to convince him to come back, who's the best person to send? You can send a little kid, a young guy, to run. If you send Devorah Meneket Rivka, she's going to convince you. Time to come back. Sweetheart, let's go. You know, you, you forgot where, you've, you've lost your way a little. It's time to come back. It's actually very beautiful imagery of her going. Yeah, it's hard for her. But maybe she's, it's worth it for her to go. She got someone to drive, drive the camel, whatever. And she, and she goes to find him because she's going to be the one to bring him back. So then when she dies on the way back, and, and then, by the way, then when she dies on the way back, he's like, oh, Nebuch, it's so sad she dies on the way back. The answer is, it's not Nebuch. That was her, that was her, her last, her last message. Kindness, yeah, was sorry. to get him to come back. And then she dies. And what happens after she dies? He finishes his journey back to Eretz And he ends up back at his parents' house. And maybe he ends up back at his parents' house. Maybe Rivka's still alive. I don't know. But the point is that that's like her last act of chesed in terms of helping this family maintain their values is this woman. It's to send him back. It's to send him back that last time. And that's why you find the story right here as he's heading back in the right direction. And she got him to go and now now he finishes. You know, is it a little bit like out there? But I'm just telling you, Rabbi Soloveitchik and Moshe Tsunaria, those are two pretty good, uh, you know, and I think part of it is because it's so unusual to have this random person mourned and memorialized. We have no idea who she is. And she said, it, it was nothing. It was just, you know, so either you have to go one of two ways. Either it's really referring to Rivka, but then you're stuck because why not just mention her? Right? And the answer is that Chazal us are not so ayayay necessarily. And, uh, but so the other shot is, no, this must be something very special about her. And if you connect the dots, and you can find something very cool. It makes sense, like, why then the Torah wrote this in such an odd way. The fact that, like, it never mentions it before. If, like, you look at uh, Rep. Salvation said that she was part of this, like, underground movement. Like, it was pretty secretive to begin mm-hmm. with. Like, maybe she had, like, there was adversity. Like, so maybe they didn't want to publicize that. It's either. like a little wink and a nod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. Like, who she was. We don't, we're not going to publicize totally who she is. But we're going to put enough in there that someone who's reading carefully will be interested to find out. It is interesting that the Torah sort of highlights these non-Jewish people who, like Eliezer or Evan Abraham did all this wonderful stuff, and she did all this wonderful, and then with Jews, I mean, they did wonderful stuff too, but they also point out the flaws, so it's, 
It's just balance. You're saying it highlights a lot of the, the chesed of the not, of like the people yeah. not part of the family, and at times yeah. highlights the, the negative exactly. of the others yeah. in the family. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe it's you know maybe it's giving us what we need in both directions. Mm-hmm. Right. We need we need the reminders of how good people outside the clan are. Yeah. There are also there are also some really good people there, and we need a reminder like we're not as good as we think we are, and you got to work on that also. So yeah, so maybe you're right. Maybe it's like the right. It's very cool. I like that. Okay. That's all you got. <laughs> Yeah. She died at some point. You know what I'm saying? How come she was the only one never mentioned when she died? I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, it is weird that it doesn't get mentioned. The question is that we should check also about Leia. You know, is, is, is Leia's death recorded? I, well, he definitely her, her burial is recorded. But Rivka's burial is also recorded, so I don't, I'm not sure.